Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well. A little bit tired, but otherwise well. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. It's been quite a week because, as you know, the Courtauld Institute is moving to Vernon Square near King's Cross mm -hmm. while there's building work at Somerset House. And so we have all had to, like, organize and tidy and pack our stuff and well we don't have to pack the main stuff we have to pack anything that's coming home mm -hmm. and as you know I love organization and neatness <laughs> so this had to be done in such a way that there was as little untidiness at any point as possible but my lovely assistant Leah was brilliant and so it's it was all neat all the way through so that you know that was really good because it would have upset me a lot so what did you have to bring home? Well, my office will be smaller at Vernon Square. Mm -hmm. So I had to bring home a whole bookcase worth of books oh, God. and files, which was quite hard to know what to bring home and what I need at work because I kind of need both things in both places, honestly. But I brought a lot of my American fashion books home because I thought, well, I'll, I'll be writing over the summer holidays and I've got a sabbatical in the autumn term next year. And then I brought my fashion illustration books home because I'll also be working on them. Mm. Um, but it's quite weird because I'm so used to the Courtauld being at Somerset House that I can't really visualise it somewhere else. I know. So I just want to kind of be there now so that I understand what it will be like. Yeah. I do you know when I went for my interview that was still in is it Portland or Portman? Was it? Yes. Because were you the first year group to yes. be at? Mm -hmm. Oh, you are historic. <laughs> yeah, so that was. And what was it like? Because that that I also can't remember. Portland. Cause, cause, I mean, I can't remember. I can't imagine because I never went there. Well, I only went for my interview, and that wasn't very long. But I do remember it's it's it just seemed very very old. And I yeah. think I remember that, but I might be totally wrong. So the interview was with Aileen, Aileen Ribeiro, and yeah. I remember the room being quite dark and, um, yeah, it just looked very, very ancient. Wow. But, and was it just one house in Portman Square or was it... That I don't know because I just, I just remember going, you know, for me that none of that would have meant anything. I just No, came, I guess not. Yeah, no. I came for a day and then I left again. I think the rest wow. of the time I spend at the V&A. So you came over from Germany? Yes. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Because no, we're, we're um, yeah, we're moving. Like, my office will be moved out on the 18th. And it, the thing that I can't get my head around is the whole library, or most of the library except special collections, is moving to Vernon Square. And the librarians are really chilled about it. They're just like, yeah, we're doing boxes and we're putting labels on things and I think why are you not freaking out at the thought of millions of books going across London but I trust them they will get them all in place I guess we but, have yeah. the same thing going to happen with all our stuff at the museum in a few yes, years which I you know can't get my head around um, no I mean I do as you know I love organization and, and keeping everything neat but I just want to get in my new place get my room how I want it, any interior design tweaks I need to tweak, I need to do, mm -hmm. so that I'm ready psychologically for the new year. Yeah. 
Well, that'd be so, interesting. I'll come and visit and check it you all out. You must come and visit me. You must come and visit me and see it because you will be seeing the third incarnation. Yes, true. Yes. Um, what else have you been up to apart from labelling boxes? Well, apart from labelling boxes, I have been thinking about films because, because you know I got challenged to do that 10-day... Yes. Well, I did it in one post, so I cheated, but 10 days of films that had an impact on you. Mm -hmm. And so it was making me really think about the films that I chose. And, and the one I've been thinking about most is Black Narcissus. The Paul and Pressburger film. Yeah, I remember. Which... I I didn't. I remember. I first seeing a bit of it when we were teaching together. Oh really? Yeah, I hadn't. I didn't know Paul and Pressburger really. They're not. Well, I guess that they will be known in Germany, but that, you know, it wouldn't have been something you would have seen on TV. Oh. Uh, or so I. That was the first time I I saw it. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. I feel proud to have shown it to you. So why why did you choose that well, as one I've of your ten? Well, I've been thinking about that. Well, I think, I mean, I realised when thinking about it that I also re-edit it in my head to focus on the bits I like best. But I, but maybe everyone does yeah. that. Maybe it's just me. Um, but I think it's just really, I think it's really powerful visually mm. because it's like amazing Technicolor and Jack, Jack Cardiff was a cinematographer and he does that. Oh, it just looks beautiful. It looks like a series of paintings. It's like, it's so beautiful. But I think I like how disruptive gender is within it and like women being disruptive, which I like. And I also like it because it's it came out in 1947. So when India gained independence, and although you could read it as a kind of, you know, end of empire in a kind of pro-empire way, what I think it is, is is like this real kind of, you know, kind of rendering, representing how Britain didn't understand India and India kind of triumphed. Mm. So I like that as well. And I really, to bring it back to dress, because that's our lives, yes. I think Catherine Byron, who plays Sister Ruth, I think her dark red dress is one of the best, most iconic dresses in the history of film. I just think it's amazing. Mm. That could be another and good challenge, the most iconic dresses. It could. Yes. And I think if we, if, we're if we challenged each other mm. to that, we're not allowed to have Audrey Hepburn dresses. Yeah. I'm fine that with that. It's just banned right now I'm because fine with that's that. too obvious. I mean, mm. not that you ever would do that because you would have super cool examples. Well, I guess no. I, I would I would possibly choose the funny face existentialist seller outfit, but then uh, that's not no, a dress. That you'd still be allowed to have, I think. Yeah, it's not a dress. We would have to decide, is it just dresses or outfits? Oh, outfits could be good, couldn't it? Because then I could have... Sorry, Coda's just decided I have to move so that he can sit on my legs and sit by the fire. Um, but we're comfortable again now. Good. Uh, because then I could have, from the Pink Panther, the ski outfit that I like. Oh, yes. The Apre ski, mm. you know, the lovely singer yes. who has her. Yes. Okay, I'm allowing us in our game that we've just invented to have outfits. Yeah. But Catherine Byron, to pull it back to Black Narcissus, because I just have a little bit more to say about how much I love Black Narcissus. Yeah, I just think, I love that dress. I mean, it's a great dress, just as a dress. 
but also the way it like symbolizes her kind of sexuality being awakened and the way that you know the this I'm sure you don't say gang of nuns. I'm sure there's a proper <laughs> collective noun, but I'm going to say gang of nuns who are meant to be up in the Himalayas, although it's all very artificially done. I mean, beautifully done. But I love the way it's like being there. It's like she sort of loses herself or she loses herself as a nun and is like sexualized. And I think the scene that I showed to the students when I was teaching that you saw probably, mm. again, if I'm going to have an iconic scene, I'm having this scene, is when Sister Cloda, played by Deborah Kerr, who we also love, yes. she is being very nunly and beautiful and virginal and has her beautiful robes and have her hair covered and just see her lovely face. And she sits with Sister Ruth because she thinks Sister Ruth has lost it because she's ordered this red dress to be sent to her and she's going off the rails mm. and I love it when you have these amazing close-ups of their two faces and sister Ruth paints her lips red yeah really de deliberately and slowly and it's like this amazing threat that she's doing this and sister Ruth has to pick up her bible to read to protect herself it seems from Ruth having these bright red lips and also maybe from being infected do you think exactly i think definitely definitely it's like this amazing threat and challenge and it matches her dress and then when when cloda like wakes up she must have fallen asleep and ruth has gone and like the convent is in disarray because she's gone and they're all calling after her and she's just like running through the foliage to get down lower in the mountains is amazing and then of course when she appears on the bell tower all bedraggled and her dress and her makeup is looking very bedraggled and mm. oh it's amazing it was always my fantasy to have an exhibition that was just that dress yeah that would be cool wouldn't it yeah if it was just that dress i wonder how much is. still is around from and where it would be because i think mm. yeah the one the, ex the big exhibition at the vna that was just Hollywood wasn't it that's what yes. it was called wasn't it yes yeah. I think so yeah mm. I don't think I I've don't ever think. seen um British costumes from film anywhere I guess the old when at the B of I had a museum still yes I don't is, know where all of that yeah is. I wonder It'd be really interesting okay the person credited with the costume is Heine Heckross mm-hmm I don't know who that is. Let's see who I am. Okay, to well, that's something we can. It's German born Hein. Mm -hmm. And was a costume designer at the National Ballet. It sounds like a man. It's an unusual name. Mm, it's a man. And, and oh, and he did, he did the Red Shoes and Matter of ah. at Death as well. They're both marvelous too. Yeah. Oh, and we must mention Sabu because he's just so beautiful. Oh yes, and he's mm, also I... like amazing in Black Narcissus because I like the way, like India is definitely exoticized, but it's I feel like his kind of star persona kind of overcomes and like transcends the way he's being exoticized, and the fact that he like has Black Narcissus perfume sent from the army and navy, it's like it's like he has more knowledge and understanding and kind of get can get anything he wants, mm. and he. He seems to sort of overpower the nuns, but not literally, but just 
even though they have terribly they have Jean Simmons with her face browned to make her look Indian mm. supposedly in inverted columns I think even which because at first I was thinking do I want to say that's my favorite one of my favorite films when it has that element within it I would still argue that the Indianness and the goodness of Indianness transcends because she goes off with Sabu so it's as though he reabsorbs that badness of her oh, yeah. mm. presented that way and Yes, and you know we once made a pilgrimage, Adrian and I, oh, really? to Leonard's Lee. Yeah, because because it's also, it's like really brilliant because it is totally like the end of empire and the end of kind of colonisation because at the end of the film, the nuns all go down the Himalayas on these tiny, I don't know if they're donkeys or kind of sturdy little horses. So they look very kind of out of scale and they go through this really lush foliage and it's raining and it's really like they're leaving in disgrace because they just couldn't understand or comprehend or in any way adapt themselves and that was filmed at Leonard's Lee which is these beautiful beautiful gardens and lakes sort of in Sussex I think oh, really? I, mean, I think it's now been bought by a private owner but you used to be able to go there so we once made a pilgrimage down there to see these incredible gardens oh, how we didn't have any small horses or donkeys <laughs> or I was... we did go down there I was thinking of a pil- pilgrimage earlier. Oh, where? I've just finished the biography of Asta Nielsen, autobiography, oh, I should wow. say. So, How interesting. And there, there would be lots of interesting outfits yes. in her films. There really would. And it, is it a recent one? No, no, it's actually, it, it really is her own words. So she, oh. she wrote it in 45, 46. And... It did come out in Danish, and I have it in German, and there is no translator, so I'm I'm not sure. Sure, the the book is from the eighties. You know, I don't think they were that diligent with mentioning translators at that point. Um, but then she lived in Germany for so long, so I I wondered whether maybe she translated it herself because it's so well written. It's it's quite um, big, and it's also it's just beautifully written, really observant really funny at times as well oh really yeah she's good she really is someone where i thought i'd look i wish i had met her she sounds just so interesting and she doesn't unfortunately she doesn't write that much about clothes she but she writes what what is interesting she talks about how she when she after she made her first film i think in english it's called the abyss and it has this very um, erotic dance scene. Wow. Have you ever seen it? I don't know if I have. The, the dance scene is on, on YouTube. It, it's from 1910. And if you, you look <laughs> at it, it's, it's quite incredible. Particularly also, yeah, she wears this dark dress. And because of her figure, she, you know, she must have been quite tall. And she's definitely mm. very thin. And so it, it it's this sort of erotic dance. And in the biography, she describes how... She didn't realize that what you do on film, she was a she was a stage actress before, and she didn't realize that everything gets it looks much more exaggerated. So, oh wow, she was giving it her all, and oh, and I she, just watched it. She really, really yes, is. and she could see that the cameraman and all the men on the set were really liking what she was doing, and she thought that was a bit <laughs> weird. And then when she saw it herself on the screen, she was quite shocked, and they were worried wow, about. Wow, because she's like really 
slithering around yes. her and wiggling her hips. And yes. is she tied up? Gosh. I think she's um he's there's some sort of cowboy sub theme going on and I think right. she's she's um lassoed him or something like that. Um, oh yes. Oh my goodness. And yeah, my they goodness. they were really worried. Well, they weren't that worried. They were they were wondered they were wondering about what the censor was going to do about yes. it. And then they thought because of the plot they probably would let it let let it pass and and they did. And that was just wow. a, you know, you can, you can tell, you know, that would made her a total star. So that, I can see why. And what do you think the dress is made of? I don't know. It looks a bit like... It's really shiny. Yeah, it looks like satin, but I don't know. I don't think they would have had artificial at that point. I'm not sure. But yeah, it is, it is very, very shiny. And, and what is really interesting, also, she talks about how she, she doesn't like the, com, com, I can never say that word, commercial aspect of of films and she says they were lazy because they knew if they they showed secretaries films where the secretary becomes the director's wife then they will come as a form of escapism to watch it and she uh, felt she felt a secretary should be in the film um, yes. and their life should be shown so that was one of the things she wanted she wanted to do um, and apparently also she, you know, like in the past, they made like thousand, you know, eight films, ten films, even more films a year. Yes. But she apparently always insisted that she was going to have, see the script, which apparently was unusual. Oh. And, and then she talks quite a lot about acting. I mean, she has these amazing, massive eyes and... I mean, she looks so mesmerizing. I'm not surprised that, you know, from she is just made made for film, really. Yes. But she talks about how she realized that you should not overact in a close-up and how a lot of silent film stars at first got that wrong and that she not... For us, probably, it still looks a bit like overacting, but that yeah. she tried to subdue it. And there's sort of other little snippets that are really so interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. She also talks about during the First World War how it had become then had become a routine thing that stars would go to the premiere of their films and she thinks it's oh. awful she hates it she doesn't like oh, really? it yeah Why? What she, uh, she just doesn't think it, again it's this the commercial aspect and you meant to I advertise see. it and uh, yeah she and and also I guess she just doesn't like sitting through the whole whole thing but and I didn't realize that it was then that, that that started, at least that's what she says. No, I didn't. Mm. That's fascinating. You know, the first time we went to Berlin, we stayed in her house. Yeah, I it was, was wondering a, whether I misremembered yeah, it was a hotel. that. It was it, like in a street of Kafustendam. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can't remember it that well. It was, it, I mean, it had quite a lot of memorabilia about her. Mm. Well, the, it, but it was just exciting to think that was her house. Yes, the the pilgrimage I was thinking about is she had a house, she had a daughter quite early on when she was only 20, I think, and she didn't marry the father of her daughter, and she never said who that was, and she absolutely adored, adored her daughter, and she, she they had this little house in a place called Hiddensee, which is a little island in the Baltic Sea, and well it's not that little I think the island and she the house still exists and it's now um I don't know a few decades ago or a decade ago it was bought from her heirs and and is now you can go there and there's a little exhibition about her and, but oh that would be a very that good would be nice 
Having said that, the book that I have, it has quite an interesting bit at the back, which is like, like a short biography, because she, 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 she doesn't talk about much about her husbands, or she hardly ever mentions her daughter. She, and at the end, she not, says something about that. She says, you know, I haven't spoken about love much, but her daughter was her greatest love, and, oh. and she, didn't, she didn't feel she wanted to talk about all that. Um, but at, at the back, there is more about her, because she also she marries for the last time when she's 88, yeah, it's fantastic. And she, she apparently was so happy. And someone said to her, oh, I admire your courage um, marrying someone at your age. And she said, at my age? Well, I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> she is very good. Yeah, she's, like she's really, really great. And, wow. And she, she also talks about why she left Germany. And that was, of course, she loved Germany. She really didn't want to leave. And particularly also Berlin, apparently Copenhagen at that point was very quiet. But she was invited to, when the Nazis came to power, she was invited to this do and she felt she couldn't say no. And when she got there, to her horror, she realised she was sitting next to Hitler on the <gasps> table. Oh my God, imagine. Yeah, and so, and she she narrates what she talked to him about and she she talked to him how how much all her Jewish friends in the film industry had helped her and how amazing they were and obviously that didn't go down very well with him but good for her yes and then apparently they wanted her they wanted to give her her own film company and uh, Hitler apparently said to her I can talk and talk and talk and talk but you can just make one gesture and then everyone is, you know, at your feet. And then she did the um, Hitler greeting and she said to him, do you mean this gesture? Which is, wow. you know, super courageous, I think. Yes. And um, then shortly after all this sort of happened, happened, she left. And you know what, what she then did? She did, what? she made collages out of fabric. Yes, you can. There are some. I don't know whether you can wear actual ones. Oh, I haven't actually found that out, but I haven't yeah. really looked. You you can see them online, and wow. apparently sometimes she she would cut up. She she apparently it sounds like she had old uh, costumes from from her career, and uh -huh. sometimes she would cut those up and put them in her collages. But um, in this in this text at the end of the autobiography, it also says if she had a dressing gown and she needed that particular color, she she would think nothing of it, just cutting bits out and put it in, in oh, her collage. Oh, she is too good. Mm. She sounds very, very interesting. She really is fascinating. Mm. Possibly, I've just, I think I've just found it, and I think it might be in the film museum in Berlin, maybe? Denmark. Oh, in Denmark. Mm. Mm. Yeah, could be. Well, it be. says by Danish Film Institute, the picture I've got. Okay. But I'm not sure if that's a museum or not. I saw oh, quite a few, yeah. There, there's, she's done some self-portraits as well in collage. And then otherwise it's sort of more flowers and things like that. But I thought it was just interesting that it was fabric. Yes, very, very interesting. Mm. Oh, she's marvellous. Yeah, she is. And the book has lots of images and... She really seems to like stripes. There are a lot of photos that's of her. A good thing. Yeah, I think that's a very good thing. And mm. I, I did see, but it's quite a while ago. I saw the Ham her Hamlet film, which she, I think, produced oh. herself. And it's a particularly ad particular adaptation of Hamlet, where so she doesn't play Hamlet 
So she's not meant to be a male Hamlet. She's actually meant to be a woman. Oh, that's very Yeah, good. who pretends to be a man so she can become... Oh, I see. Yes, and she looks incredible because she's wearing wow. tights. Because she's, she's got yes. this you know, amazing physique and she's wearing... She's all in black and wearing wearing these tights and these very short, um, you know, medieval tunic things. And it's, it's oh, yeah, it's amazing. She le- I will she- have to find mm. that. Wow. So, That's so good. Yeah, we need to do a film film session. and We do. Yeah. We do. Because we there's another one. Festival. There's another one, which unfortunately I missed. They had it at the Barbican. That sort of made me think of her originally when I saw the ad for it. They, the Barbican, there's one called the Suffragette. Um, oh. And she she plays this society woman, but then she becomes a suffragette and th- her society outfits are just incredible. She's got this massive hairdo and yeah, she looks absolutely fantastic. How amazing. Yes. So yeah, let's do a film. Let's film. have a film festival. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Okay, well, I feel like we have to now go and write down the films we're going to have in our film festival. Yes, we do. And then compare notes. Exactly. So let's do Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Okay, off Great. you go, and I'll go too. Great. All right, then. Bye. Bye.